0: ring
1: bring
0: hi autumn hi mackenzie what's the story morning glory what's the hummingbird have you heard about before the downbeat i have hello
2: (laughs) hello everybody i was so Uh, hoping you would do that
0: well i mean you have to you have to that song that song just perfectly fits an intro Good morning hello. Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of Before the Downbeat, a musical podcast. I am your host, Ginger McKenzie. And today, once again, I'm joined by the Canadian B. Arthur, the director extraordinaire, the what can we say this time? The Mae Peterson to my Albert Peterson. Oh, Lord, he (laughs) aged me. I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) It's the voice, Autumn. You have the voice for a Mae Peterson. Yeah, smoky. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's Autumn Smith, everybody. (laughs) Hello, 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 everybody.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't touch the mink stole. Right, exactly. Albert.
0: (laughs) wow so good wow so good but yes autumn how are you and what are we talking about oh well
2: listen friends we are talking about that 1957 60s nugget golden nugget bye
0: bye birdie uh. that's right we love you conrad oh yes we do we love you conrad and we'll be true take it Autumn. When you're not near us, we're blue.
1: Oh, Oh, God, we love you. (laughs)
0: So I chose this musical. I know it could be a hard guess considering both Omni are singing the lyrics and, and the songs quite easily. But yes, this was a Mac pick.
2: Yes, it, it was. Yes. <laughs> it
0: really yes. was. It really was. I think yeah. the
2: rest of the season is your picks. Maybe the, uh, the second last one maybe, is my
1: pick.
0: Yeah, I, well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that is the way it's working out just because we rearranged the schedule so many times. I originally had yeah. on my notes here for this. Episode three. Bye-bye, Birdie. That's that it now? Episode, episode nine. Episode bye. 10, actually. We're we are heading into the back half of season oh, four already. My, God. my, my. my. Mm-hmm.
2: Episode 10.
0: Bye-bye, yes. bye, Birdie. Yes, so Birdie's moved around quite a bit this season. It, 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 it's been one of the moving episodes, and we haven't quite figured out where it's going to fall in the mix but i had it ready for episode three so Hilarious. yeah but yeah i chose this show because it's a great mix of classic broadway mixed with that classic nostalgia rock 1950s leave it to beaver feeling it's a light family musical but it also has some deeper messaging about mob mentality intergenerational dynamics and how generations create this cohesive environment to learn and communicate and find understanding with one another. It's one of it's one of these weird shows that you think it's one thing, but then we actually kind of start drilling into the book. It's like, Oh wait, they actually were trying to say something at a time when we were about to transition into a very tumultuous decade.
2: Yeah, I suppose it was the calm before the storm, right? Very much so. Very much. so. Yes.
0: I guess, if you want to yeah.
2: read really into this.
0: <laughs> I also love the OG Rosie and Albert played by Dick Van Dyke and Cheetah Rivera. They're like, I geniuses. mean,
2: seriously,
0: how can you get that, out of that? But my experiences with the show started spring of uh, 2007 when I was cast by our caddy in his production of Bye Bye Brady to play the kiss ass Randall McAfee. Oh my God! Sorry, Randolph. Of course, you were I, I was Randolph. You were Randall. Yeah, Randolph,
2: r- 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 Randolph. Randolph.
0: Sorry. Yeah, of Randolph Mack.
2: That makes the most sense to me. Yes, I was the kiss ass kid
0: <laughs> with all the adults. I love it. And our and, it. yeah, yeah. And I mean, it was the largest role I'd done at that time. It certainly was one of the most fun I had on stage. I was I was actually part of the adult cast. You and
2: I were the kids that got like got our kicks from hanging with the adults. Oh, absolutely! What does that say about us?
0: It just means, Autumn, that we're old souls.
2: We're totally old
0: souls. Yes, yes, yeah. we're old souls, and that's why that works. Yeah. But yeah, I Good. had so much fun doing all the family scenes with 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 my fellow McAfee's. Like it was just such a who were your fellow
2: McAfees
0: in your production? Oh, who did I have? I had Curly Aikens as my mom, I had Gabby Epstein as Kim, and I had Eric Craig as my dad. Eric Craig was your dad? Yeah, that's hilarious. Anyway, that's besides the point, but yes, I wait, but yeah, yes, I did the show. And that's one of the reasons why I also chose it was because I was like, "Okay, we got to talk about my one really mm-hmm. p- cool piece that I did with talk is free." I, I did a lot with talk is free, so this, but this is up there as one as as one as one of my favorites. Um, I love it. Yes, I've also done this piece. Yes, Autumn. And who did you play?
2: I played Rosie.
0: <laughs> it was a different time,
2: Autumn. It was a different. Time. It was a very. It's a very different time. <laughs> i you know 1980s oshawa 1980s oshawa did we know any better heck no and i was a teenager i certainly didn't know any better at that time yes -hmm. yeah i was giving her i was like 17 or something
0: different time. yeah see yeah You wouldn't have known i
2: think back on on the roles i have played and i shudder my my uh inclusivity advocate uh shudders at what i was subjected to as a child (laughs) (laughs) but then i'm like well we i i didn't know any better no one was teaching me any better at that time yeah so it's all about being educated and being curious It is. it is yeah i did the whole spanish rose dance I dug out my Bess Anita heels from West Side Story, <laughs> and I just gave her a little... Did you also clear, play little... at some point? No, 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 but they put me in like this Lycra rose dress and Love like you. with all this black lace and <laughs> they didn't change my hair color. So, and I didn't tan my skin.
0: Okay, that good. So you didn't like bronze yourself for it?
2: No, 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 no. No, we just went with the idea that maybe I guess There was no specificity during Mm. my youth either. (laughs) I'm a very (laughs) different artist now. (laughs) You have Uh, evolved. I've evolved. Yes. Which is definitely not a
0: bad thing. Definitely not a bad thing.
2: No, it's a a bloody fine thing. It's a bloody, bloody fine thing. And we'll get into more appropriating things as we move forward
0: through this season. (laughs) It is true. We do have a few other shows in the the list that are are definitely going to be stimulating conversations. I'll say. Mm -hmm. But here we go. So let's get into this with the plot. Because in case people don't know, Bye Bye Birdie is a musical about Albert Peterson, who is a songwriter and his client, Conrad Birdie, has been drafted into the army, which will leave Albert's heavily indebted family firm in jeopardy. So his girlfriend slash secretary, Rose, also called Rosie, Alvarez comes up with a last-ditch publicity stunt to have Birdie record and perform a song and bestow one last kiss on a fan before he is sent overseas. Not mm. a bad like marketing gimmick.
2: No, it's a great marketing gimmick. And it was played yeah. off of like the idea of Elvis, right? And Correct. Like, the whole blowout with yes. gyrating hits, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Correct. Correct.
0: Uh, So teenager Kim McAfee is chosen for this event. So Albert, Rosie, and Conrad head to Sweet Apple, Ohio. Sweet Sweet Apple. Apple, Right? Great name. Apple pie. Humble as apple pie. Exactly. Mm. Uh, Yeah, so in Sweet Apple, Kim has just started going steady with local boy Hugo. When Conrad arrives in town, it causes quite a stir that upsets the parents and hugo and he begins to develop jealousy toward conrad despite kim's reassurances that he's the one boy one special boy that yeah we'll get we'll get into that song um uh boy to live for forever and ever
2: yeah yeah you're a teenager you don't know yet yeah get over yourself
0: But yeah, Kim tries to reassure Hugo, doesn't quite go well. At the city ceremony presentation, Conrad is presented with the key of the city. And Conrad performs, which sends the teenagers in other townsfolk, particularly the women, into hysterical fits. It's like uh, Chippendales. Chippendales for children. Great, right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, then uh, Albert's overbearing mother, May, arrives. May. Um, Yep. Yeah. After receiving a, a telegram stating that Albert, following Conrad's deployment, was dissolving the business and settling down with Rosie to become what, Autumn? An English teacher. That's right. An English teacher. It's really someone. Yes. How it's proud I'd be if be you had become one. become one. Yeah. It could have happened such a yeah. wonderful life. I could have been Mrs. Peterson, Mrs. Albert Peterson, Mrs. Phi Beta Kappa Peterson. The English teacher's wife. Life. That's right. <sighs> That's right. Yeah. So May is unhappy with okay. this news and also with Rosie's Hispanic heritage. And she starts to attempt to break them up. Mm-hmm. Uh and she does this by introducing Albert to Gloria Rasputin, a Gloria blonde, Rasputin. Yeah. <laughs> great name. Um, She's
2: she reminds me of the character from the producers.
0: Ula? Ula. Ula. Yes.
2: Yes. That yeah. could be a cross cast for the ages.
0: <laughs> Gloria the curvy blonde, she met on the bus who could replace Rosie as a secretary. Uh, clearly, May is not trying awfully hard as she finds somebody on a bus to try and dissuade her son. Um yeah. Albert gives yeah. Gloria a typing job, and Rosie is furious. So she mm-hmm. convinces Hugo to sabotage the last kiss. On because the broadcast, mummy, he has mummy issues. Oh, absolutely, he does. Uh,
2: get over yourself.
0: <laughs> uh, on the broadcast, Conrad sings One Last Kiss. And as he leans in to kiss Kim, Hugo runs on stage, punches him, knocks Conrad unconscious, and Rosie dumps Albert while he tries to recover from the mishap of the evening. Uh, you go, later girl. On, <laughs> Hugo. Right? Later that night, uh, Kim and Rosie commit to leaving Hugo and Albert and Conrad, wanting to enjoy his last night of freedom, decides to hit the town. Along the way, he encourages the youth of Sweet Apple to party and so Conrad, Kim, and all the teenagers, except Hugo, head to the local ice house.
2: So problematic. But Hey, all you cute children, come with me to the ice house. It's creepy, but that's, that's just me.
0: It is creepy, but the fact that, we'll get into this scene later, oh, yeah. about, about how Conrad responds to, 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 to particularly Kim's advances shows that he's not a creepy guy. He's just wanting one last night of, but he also is the Pied Piper. So like in that fable, he draws the kids along with this thing of, we got a lot of living to do. And Sizzling then drowns sticks. them. Well that's yeah. That's how the Pied Piper ends. Yeah, and that version the Pied Piper drowns them. Um but in this one, Conrad just gets swept up in the moment. Um but
2: he's also accused of like statutory rape. He's accused of it, but he never but he never does it. But that's problematic. If you have I'm sorry. If there's an older man pie piping my fifteen-year-old into an ice house for a party. I'll be like, um, hell no. Hell no. That's you're not going there. <laughs> and you're grounded for life.
1: Hannah, I hope you're listening
0: to go to that.
2: Oh, it was a simpler time, I guess. It was.
0: It was. When people left their doors unlocked and trusted strangers.
2: I know, and hitchhiked and got murdered. We learned from it. We learned from
0: this period. Yes. yes. Right? Anyway. So, Yeah, we learned from the Ted Bundy's and it's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, exactly. But also the fact that kids go with him really does show that 1950s naive, trusting naivety that people had. Right. Like that was a thing. Like people would send their kids out on overnight camping trips with scoutmasters and priests. Like it was a. He used to drink from hoses. Well, that's fine. Is it? I don't know. Autumn, Red it's water. You're fine. Whatever.
2: Autumn, you It sure had a taste to it? Yeah, so it did. I we say. all,
0: we all were fine.
2: We all did it. We're fine, weren't we? Or are we just not fine and not know the difference?
0: <laughs> no, nah, who knows?
2: Who knows? Anyway,
0: back to the story. So when <laughs> Mister McAfee discovers Kim has run away, he and his wife Doris, great name, lament okay. how disobedient kids are these days. Meanwhile, Rosie yeah. also hits the town and ends up at, at a, in a local bar. Mm-hmm. Albert calls and attempts to win her back. Rosie's mm-hmm. unimpressed and decides to interrupt a Shriners meeting and fl- a flirty dance ensues which gets out of hand so Hugo and Albert rescue Rosie from the crazed Shriners. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have enough actors to play Shriners so we cut the ballet. Uh, the the Oh, ballet. we did the full ballet.
1: Did you
2: really? Oh yeah, we did. That we is had every movie. it was a youth group production. So it was okay, all so you had tons of kids. Yeah. So we had like all these young boys who had no idea what sexuality was <laughs> chasing me around with their Shriner hat.
0: Oh my god. I'll What's that? <laughs> what is happening? Yes. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, Albert finally stands up to his mother, telling her to go home. May leaves but not before lamenting the sacrifices she made for him. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. McAfee arrive with the other parents in a panic over their missing children, and Hugo informs everyone of the party at the Ice House. Mm. The adults and the police arrive at the Ice House and arrest Conrad for attempted statutory rape, and Kim gets back together with Hugo. After reconciliation with Albert, Rosie, and Rosie, Rosie tells May that she will marry Albert despite May's racist objections and despite being naturally born, and despite her being a naturally born American citizen from Allentown, um, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. Allentown, PA. Yeah. So Rosie decides she will deliberately play up her Hispanic heritage just to annoy May, which they I call think- it the wild Spanish Rose. Yes. So yeah great. that's uh that's the
2: stereotype
0: right there yeah it is but once again it's, it's her saying you know what you racist old lady you want to oh, play this is. game so right up yours like let's oh yeah it. oh no she claims it and she's like yeah she claims it. it yeah exactly so so it's not done as a poo-pooing up the heritage it's more like you know what old people fine you want you want to play this game I'll show you my heritage. We'll really get into this. Yeah, let's let's go with every single trope. Yeah, I'm gonna love it, and you're gonna lap it up, suckas. Exactly. exactly. Yes. Yeah, so Albert bills Conrad out of jail and arranges for him to sneak out of town, dressed as a middle aged woman, so he can report for army uh, induction as scheduled. And in turn, Conrad offers Albert a lifetime contract for billing him out. Albert gets. Uh, made to leave Sweet Apple on the same train, getting Conrad and his mother out of his life for good. Mm. Then uh, the McAfee's arrive to see everyone off and reveal Hugo and Kim are now engaged, and Albert... 16. (laughs) Yeah. Then Albert tells Rosie they're not going back to New York. They're going to Pumpkin Falls, Iowa. Iowa. A small town in need of a married english teacher albert professes that everything is rosy with Rosie, and then they go off together happily engaged and he
2: settles to be an english teacher it's a very good idea
0: but he but once again it's a a profession he actually likes it's just his mother kind of got him involved in al may Lou, and he got sidetracked al i'm coming for you I'm coming to you, Al. Okay, are we ready? Let's get into the creative team, because this is a whole new team we got here. Not really. Really? we've talked about about a a lot of people.
2: We've talked about a few of these people, friends. All right. Okay. So the first person is our wonderful composer, Charles Strauss. You may remember our gentle friend, Charles, from our uh, wonderful podcast on Annie
1: that's right rags Mm -hmm. you
2: know he's a he's that guy so i'm not going into depth about him go back and listen to one
0: of our previous episodes
2: we've done it so the lyricist Mm -hmm. is lee richard adams Mm -hmm. and he worked prolifically with strauss we probably talked about him but he wasn't at the top of our list because we talked prolifically about charles strauss and the awesomeness that is him. But Strauss worked, uh, with Adams. Uh, initially they did summertime, uh, reviews together mm-hmm. and then, uh, they went on to do Bye Bye Birdie together. And Adams actually won the Tony for this production. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was, it was the first Broadway musical. He wrote with Strauss and then he wrote, uh, applause in 1970s. That was their next collaboration. Classic. Um, he also did golden Boy. he also wrote the lyrics for all american It's a bird, it's a plane it's Superman mm. bring back Birdie and bring back birdie I not never a good sequel. Right. I don't think I want to hear about that and a Broadway musical. he also uh, wrote the book and lyrics for ain't Broadway grand now. Additionally, Strauss and Adams co-wrote, Those Were the Days. Those were the days. Adams was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame Mm -hmm. in 1989. And Mm -hmm. he's still alive. He's living in Briarcliff Manor in New York. Wow, I didn't know he was Uh, alive. Good for him. uh, Good for him. Yeah, he's, he's an old dude. He yeah, was born in 1924. He's almost a oh hundred. He's almost a hundred. Wow. He's almost a hundred. You go, Lee Richard Adams. He's going to right run up there with Betty White. RIP Betty White. Thank you for being a friend. The book was written by Michael Stewart, who was an American playwright, dramatist, librettist, lyricist, screenwriter, and novelist. Um, he was born Myron Stewart Rubin in mm-hmm. Manhattan attended Queens, and graduated from the Yale School of Drama with Mm -hmm. uh, an MFA in 1953. Early works include running sketches for The Shoestring Review, The Littlest Review, and Mm -hmm. Shoestring 57. He then joined staff writers of Sid Caesar's television program, Caesar's House. Mm -hmm. He met Charles Strauss and Lee Adams in 1954. And several years after uh, he collaborated with them and the director choreographer Gower Champion, yes. on "Bye Bye Birdie," he then worked again with Champion and Jerry Herman on mm-hmm. their musical "Hello Dolly," which opened on Broadway in 1964. Hey, hey, oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah, and then so. Um, more of my notes are on Gower Champion.
0: So As we, they should be. Prolific guy.
2: We have not talked at all about Gower Champion. So sit back, relax. Or, or Mark Champion,
0: oh. his partner.
2: Yes, we're getting there. We're getting there, darling. So um, Gower, Carlisle, Champion. What can we just say?
1: What Great a name. name.
2: I would call anyone Gower or Carlyle. It sounds like a Noel Coward name. Oh, Carlisle, How are you today, darling? <laughs> you know. Um, yes, so he was an American actor, theater director, choreographer, and dancer. During the late 30s and 40s, Champion worked on Broadway as a solo dancer and as
1: a choreographer.
2: He served in the U.S. Coast Guard during World War II, and that's where he met Marjorie Belcher, who became his new partner, and the two were married in 1947. Love it. In the early 1950s, uh, Marge and Gower um, made seven film musicals, including Mr. Music with Ben Crosby, uh, the 1951 remake of Our Favorite, Showboat, uh, yes. with Howard Keel and Katherine Grayson, uh, Lovely to Look At, uh, the autobiographical Everything I Have is Yours, Give a Girl a Break, with Debbie Reynolds and Bob Fosse, mm. and Jupiter Darling- with Esther Williams and Oh Three for the Show with Betty Grable and Jack Lemmon, love it. So it was that like golden age of musical mm-hmm. film, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, um, good old days.
2: Yeah, and they were all MGM uh, except for Mister Music, which was Paramount, and Three for Show, which was Columbia. Gotcha. So throughout the fifties, they performed on a number of television shows. And then they had their own short-lived CBS sitcom called mm. The March and Gower Champion Show, huh. uh, which was based on their actual career experience. So, uh, Gower March Champion appeared as mystery guests in 1955 airing of What's My Line? How cool is that? Great show. Uh, in 1948, Champion had begun to direct as well, and he won his first of eight eight tony awards
1: wow
2: for the staging of lend an ear the show that introduced carol channing (laughs) to new york city uh during the 1950s he worked on only two broadway musicals choreographing make a wish and three for tonight 1960 is when things started to really perk up for him on broadway Okay. Uh, He had a solid success with, of course, the show we're talking about today, Bye Bye Mm -hmm. Birdie. Yep. Um, And it ran for 607 performances and won Mm -hmm. four Tony Awards, including Best Musical and two for Champions Direction and Choreography. Mm -hmm. After Bye Bye Birdie, he went on to do Carnival in 1961, and it garnered seven Tony nominations. Wow. I don't think he won that one, though. In 1964, no. Champion directed one of Broadway's biggest blockbusters. Hello, Dolly. Daddy. Yep. Um, it ran for almost seven years. And Very starred, brought, brought, brought back the wonderful Carol Channing. Mm-hmm. Gave her it's her iconic too. role. It's her iconic role. It's her iconic role. The show won 10 Tony Awards, including Best Musical, and he garnered another two for direction and choreography. Um, Champion had his fourth consecutive hit with I Do, I Do in 1966, and it featured Mary Martin and Robert Preston, who Mm -hmm. we talked about in Music Man. So his next show, The Happy Time, broke his streak. Did not, did not go well. What was the show? Um, Happy Time.
1: Ugh, don't know about it. Nope.
2: Champion directed minor hit Sugar in 1972. And a revival of Irene in 73. Flops. Um, Mac and Mabel, 1974. Ooh. Flop. Yeah. But some beautiful music in that.
0: Really beautiful music.
2: And Complete Disasters, Rockabye, Hamlet, Seven Oof. Performances, and a Broadway musical running only one night in 1978. Not to mention Pretty Belle in 1971. On top of this disastrous run, he and Marge divorced in
0: 1973. Oh, no. The year of my
2: birth. Damn. Poor poor Gower Carlisle.
0: Yes.
1: Oh,
2: Gower Carlisle. Yeah, (laughs) have a martini. Make it all go away. Um. So the uh, run between 1964 to 1980, not so good. But then in 1980, he choreographed and directed a stage adaptation of the classic movie Forty Second Street.
0: Ah, yeah. It won the
2: Tony for best musical and champion was nominated for his direction and choreography, winning only the latter. Mm. But the show ran for 300, uh, 3,486 performances. Wow. But champion did not live to see one having died in the morning on the opening day. Wow. A Jonathan Larson, scenario. It is. That's sad. I didn't know that.
0: That is very sad, because 42nd Street, iconic. There you go. Well done. Okay, you ready for some production history? So this musical was originally titled Let's Go Steady. And the musical started as the brainchild of Ed Padula, who was a director turned stage manager. In 1958, Ed approached Charles Strauss with this concept of a show about Happy teenagers versus the dramatic ones found in the 1957 musical West Side Story. Ed then brought on two book writers, while Lee and Strauss wrote the songs. They initially oh. wrote seven, and three songs actually made it into the uh, actually made it to the stage. Oh. Mark and Jared Chapin were then brought on to the team. Gower did not like the book, so Ed fired the book the two book writers, and then. Subsequently, hired and fired five more writers, including (laughs) Mike Nichols and Elaine May. He fired Mike Nichols? He did.
2: Oh, that's... Way to go, Gower.
0: Yeah, exactly. I
2: didn't think Mike Nichols was that old, but I guess so.
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah. So then Michael Stewart was hired after being recommended by Lee and Strauss. Stewart's first version attempted to incorporate many of the existing songs, and this version was called "Love and Kiss." And the plot was about a married couple on the brink of divorce, and the children convincing them to reconcile. Ugh! No, no one's happy in that situation. Mm-hmm. The no. early pre <laughs> the earlier the the early previous subplot of a daughter trying to lose her virginity was cut from this draft due to Gower wanting to do a family show <laughs> right fascinating still the team was unhappy with the current product uh, something was missing and then when elvis was drafted into the army in the event having one last kiss was being pitched by the media the concept clicked and so stewart and lee devised this concept into a plot about a rock and roll singer going off to war and the effects this event has on teenagers in a small town in Ohio. Ohio. The, uh, yes, right. The original name of the rock and roll singer was to be Conway Tweety. However, when the real Conway Tweety yeah, uh, discovered... Yeah, real Conway Tweety. Yeah. Tweety. Tweety? Tweety. Twitty? Tweety. 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 Conway Tweety. 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 Yeah, Conway Tweety discovered a musical was using his name he threatened to sue, so the name was changed to Conrad Birdie. The, uh, the musical continued to evolve. Its title went from The Day They Took Birdie to Going Steady to then Goodbye Birdie, Goodbye, before the creative team finally ended on the title Bye, Bye Birdie. In 1958, the concept of a rock and roll musical was unheard of. So, getting backing required lots of work. The song One Boy proved to be the key song that won backers over. It was thought early in the casting process that Mark and Gower Champion would, on top of choreographing and directing this musical, would also star as Rosie and Albert. <laughs> Gower was quick to shoot that concept down. The character of Rose was originally written to be of Polish descent, so, dancer. Carol Henney was offered the part due to her big breakup performance in The Pajama Game. Oh. But after spending two weeks with Strauss rehearsing the material for her audition, she came into the audition with no voice and ultimately wasn't cast in the part. Shirley oh. MacLaine had been Heaney's understudy in The Pajama Game and was offered the part, but due to her Hollywood career taking off, her agent never forwarded her the offer. After going through several other actresses, the team was pitched on the idea of Sheeta Rivera. They all loved the idea, but the concept of Rosie being Polish had to be changed. The role of Albert was presented as Dick Van Dyke, uh, as a Dick Van Dyke type, but Dick uh, was unknown at the time, and it was felt uh, a name actor what was needed. Uh, so Jack Lemon was considered, but Dick's agent persisted and got Dick an audition. At the audition, Dick won the team over, and they decided to go with a relatively unknown performer. The role of Conrad was originally written for comedian Dick Sean, but after reading earlier drafts in which Conrad's part was small, as the role was originally intended to be an Elvis impersonation, Sean declined the part. So, Thank God, because that would be too many Dicks. Well, hold on. So, Dick Garter was cast oh <laughs> during, during the lengthy audition process instead. Ah. <laughs> oh, God. Of. Yeah, it's a lot of dicks here. Uh, I don't think I've ever said dicks so many times in my life. Uh, another relatively small part was that of the role of the father, Mr. McAfee. McGower felt that with the show being we all but teenagers, a strong funny presence was needed for, a, for, for the adult point of view. So Paul Lynde was cast in the part. During rehearsals, Gower and Lynde worked to build the part further. It was Paul who came up with the gag during the song Ed Sullivan to have Mr. McAfee come out and say dramatically, Ed, I love you. The rehearsal process was relatively smooth sailing. Excellent. Despite low advanced ticket sales for of Town tryouts in Philadelphia. Following opening night, the show received rave reviews and tickets began selling quickly. It was during these tryouts that the 11 o'clock number, Spanish Rose, was added after Cheetah learned it in a day.
3: So call me the wild Spanish Rose The craziest flower that grows I'll kick up my heels.
2: Better than Polish Rose or
0: Polish yes. Pierogi or something. I don't know. What would you, what would you, what would the Polish stereotype hi- be? I actually now would really love to hear a song called Polish Pierogi. That sounds really My
2: little Polish cabbage roll. I don't know. What do you, what
0: <laughs> do you? Yeah, I don't it, know. Like
2: It's so stupid. Like I there can't I just- even, what song would have gone there that would have, I mean, you could have d- like played on those stereotypes, but. yeah, yeah.
0: You could have, you could have. Because you can't Um, say Polish Rose. uh, No. Right. No, no. Doesn't sound right. No. Doesn't have that musical quality of Spanish Rose.
2: You know what would be fun? A fun music review. I'll tell you what would be fun. I just thought about this. Okay. Songs that should have been written in their original way. So like Polish Pierogi instead of Spanish Rose would be (laughs) hilarious. Yeah they call me the Polish pierogi. I don't know. (laughs) What do you do? Uh, I just think that would, you
0: know, the way they were originally intended. Well, here's something for originally intended. Mm. So, all songs in the show worked well except for the song Put On A Happy Face.
4: Grey skies are gonna clear up. Put on a happy face. Brush off the clouds and cheer up. Put on a happy face. Take off the gloomy mask of tragedy. It's not your style. You look so good that you'll be glad you decided to smile. Pick out a pleasant outlook. Stick out that noble chin. Wipe off that full of doubt look. Slap on a happy grin. And spread sunshine all over the place. Just
0: put on a happy face. Which was originally intended and staged to have Dick Van Dyke perform the number, jumping in and out of colored spotlights during the tech run of the telecast. But the concept wasn't meshing with audiences, so it was Marg who suggested Dick should sing the song to two sad teens early in Act 1. Yeah. After restaging the song, uh, and, uh, and Dick Van Dyke, who hadn't been connected with audiences up till then, suddenly became an instant audience magnet. Really? Yep. He's Dick Van Dyke. I know, but it's, it, it takes he's, the right formula to get him. He's again. the
2: chimney sweep.
0: What's the chimney sweep's name? Bert. He was Bert. 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 He's Bert. But this is, he is before not our love Dick Van Dyke. This is, this is before all that this is his first i know but
2: still it's
0: dick van dyke <laughs> you know i love dick van dyke i know i know
2: whatever so
0: the show then moved to broadway and opened on april the 14th 1960 at the martin beck theater with the cast including dick van dyke as albert cheetah Rivera as rosie paul lind as harry mcafee dick garter as conrad birdie Susan Watson as Kim McAfee, Kay Me- uh, Medford as Albert's mother, Mae, and Michael J. Pollard as Hugo Peabody. Mm-hmm. Cool. Great. Yep. Charles Nelson Reilly was Dick Van Dyke's understudy. Uh, the show received more rave reviews and was nominated for seven Tony Awards, including Best Musical, Best Director, Best Choreography, Best Featured Actress for Cheetah, and Best Featured Actor for both, Dick Van Dyke, and Dick Garter. The musical won four awards, including Best Musical, Best Featured Actor for Van Dyke, and Best Direction and Best choreography for Gower. During yeah. the run, Van Dyke uh, t- took a two-week hiatus to film the pilot episode for The Dick Van Dyke Show. The show then transferred to the 47th Street Theater, sorry, f- f- 54th Street Theater, and then the Schubert Theater before closing on October the 7th, 1961, after 607 performances. And then there's still more. In 1981, a sequel musical was written called Bring Back Birdie" and it starred Donald O'Connor as Albert and Cheetah Rivera as Rosie. It closed after 31 previews and four performances. Oof, stinker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Rankings starred as Rosie in the 1990 U.S. Touring production. Uh, a 2009 Revival production was mounted and received very negative reviews. And that version starred John Stamos and Gina Gerson. And after John Stamos and Gina Gerson left the production at the end of their contracts, the show was forced to close early due to poor ticket sales. Then we also have two film versions of this, which are, there is the 1963 film version that starred Dick Van Dyke, and Paul Lynde, who reprised their stage roles as Albert and Harry McAfee. The cast also included Janet Lee as Rosie and Margaret as Kim and Maureen Sta- uh, as Stapleton as Mae Peterson. The right. screenplay heavily revised the musical and altered many plot elements. The film ranked number 38 on Entertainment Weekly's list of the top 50 high school musical movies. A TV movie was produced by ABC in 1995, and it starred Jason Alexander as Albert and Vanessa Williams as Rosie. Time Daily played Mae Peterson, and this film did add in new dialogue and songs to pad the runtime, as Jason Alexander explained in later interviews. This film uh, does stay more faithful to the overall stage show, though. Uh, On October 27th, 2016, uh, it was it was announced that Jennifer Lopez was to star in NBC's Bye Bye Birdie Live, but Lopez's busy schedule caused this production to be pushed to an indeterminate date. Songs from the musical have been parodied in other media, including the song Kids in The Simpsons. Kids, I can nag and nag till my hair turns blue. Kids, you bum my smokes and don't say thank you.
4: Why can't you be like we? Oh, out of brats. We ought to drown you just like cats. Adults, you run our lives like your Colonel Clink.
3: Adults, you strut around like your farts don't stink. Adults, you're such a drooling, soaring, boozing, boring bunch. Surly, meanie, three martini lunchers. I can say the phone And
0: An honestly sincere and the telephone song in Family Guy.
4: Hi, Cleveland. Hi, Joseph. What's the story? Morning Glory. What's the word? Hummingbird. Have you heard Peter Griffin is slow? Can he still drive a
3: car? Can he drink at a bar? Will they let him have kids? Is his life on the scale? Hello,
4: Mrs. Griffin. It's your neighbor, Quagmire. Now that
0: Peter's mental, you probably have some needs. You're oh. not done. There's the end of production history. Hey, Autumn, we gotta take a pause. A pause. A pause for applause? (laughs) Well, we do like our applause, Autumn. But we're actually taking a pause because we wanna give a special moment and a shout out to one of our new partners. It's Stu over at the Sounds of Broadway radio station. So let's give a listen to Stu, who's got a great message for us. Take it away, take it away, Stu. Stu. Where can you hear the best music from Off-Broadway, Broadway, and the London stage? The answer, soundsofbroadway.com, your 24-7 online Broadway music radio station. Listen to selections from well-known, popular, and more obscure musicals for the most diverse playlists anywhere. That's soundsofbroadway.com. Let's go on with the show. Thanks so much, Stu. Autumn, what do you say we get back to the episode? Let's do it. All right. On with the show. Da-da, da-da, da Okay. Top three songs, Autumn. Let's do this. What's your number one? English teacher.
3: It was only a sideline. That's what you said. You just needed some money. That's what you said. You were going to college and get ahead. Instead of being a music business bum, you were going to NYU and become an English teacher. An English teacher, an English teacher. If only you'd been an English teacher. We'd have a little apartment in Queens. You'd get a summer vacation and we would know what life
0: means. Did not make my list, but it is a good song.
2: I I love it because she just wants... Uh, look, the amount of times I have had this conversation with myself. Mm-hmm. Should I just go back and, to teacher's college and do that? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd have a steady job. Yeah, We'd yeah. have a nice, like, life. I'd have mm-hmm. a pension. I like teaching. What is my problem? And it's also, you know, because she comes from a racialized community that that idea of um you know being having those things is probably very important right Mm -hmm. like success is measured with money right yeah and Mm -hmm. the struggle this as uh, you know especially for people who have been racialized and and um you know, othered their whole lives yeah. that normalcy mm-hmm. must be incredibly important It's incredibly important to me as you mm-hmm. know someone who is fought in this <laughs> art form you know it mm-hmm. sucks it sucks yes. it's a crappy mm-hmm. uh life sometimes, and um it's augmented by how she presents in the world, and that augments her struggle and I think yeah. um this is her like. Um, somewhere that Screen Song.
0: Oh, absolutely! That's exactly you know? what I was going to say. That that is this is exactly yeah. somewhere that screen. This is her wanting simplicity. She's wanting the simple life. Uh, yeah, not wanting. She might the hate it when she gets it. She might hate she it. She might
2: be
1: like,
0: eh. but she may. Um, she, 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 she may not like it. But it's the whole thing of she's living in this tumultuous time with Albert and his pesky mother, who and this difficult artist and they're failing miserably now he's going off to war so it's like okay here's our chance to get out and actually live the dream that even albert was wanting to live originally Till he got that's right knocked in with his until his mom kind of coerced him into being a part of al may lou she wants him to separate from his mother oh
2: absolutely she does i get why (laughs) they don't be codependent on your mother Yeah. Or do you want to be with me or do you want to be with mommy? You need to yeah. make a choice. And yes. Rosie is really strong. Mm-hmm. And she is not afraid of, of saying, make a choice. No, like, that's exactly a, what she does throughout the whole show. She's a feisty, fierce woman. And we, mm-hmm. we get to see these women in these complicated musicals, right? And mm-hmm. um, I like that. I like mm-hmm. that she is feisty and she she's kind of a little bit like the Lady Macbeth like she's the ideas person she comes up with everything brilliant in the musical it's true it's true I mean it's like Lady Macbeth she comes up with all the ideas yes I'm I I say English teacher because you know what it it really is It's, you know, when you're in the arts, this is something that every artist I think contemplates is leaving the arts because it is excruciating. It is. And they're in the middle of
0: nowhere. They're in Mm -hmm. Ohio.
2: And if I've learned anything. They
0: end up in Ohio. They're in New York originally.
2: I know. But New York is even harder. But then they go to Ohio. There's just discrepancies, right? And New York, if you're not big, if you don't have money, if you don't have the right connections, It's hard. This industry is hard. And I think she wants, she wants not only for herself, but for Albert, a Mm -hmm. level of stability and simplicity. Yes. Just saying. (laughs) I understand. Uh, I understand the the want for the pumpkin falls because it's simpler. It's kinder. It's Mm -hmm. slower. Yeah. You can be, be the best version of myself here so do you want to know what my number one is Can i think guess i know it? what it
0: is i what think is i mean? know what it is
2: kids i don't know what's wrong with these kids today. that was my
0: number three but i'll talk about it now all right i'll talk about that now so yeah kids no i want
2: to know what your first one is oh okay
0: my first one is a normal american boy he feels brave and
4: eager strangely humble he will
3: gladly face those bullets. For he's not afraid to die. For, For he's, a boy, a patriot, and he's a
4: American boy. And that's why he volunteered. He volunteered? I thought he was drafted. And he appealed three times.
3: Sing. We love
0: That surprised me. Okay. Yeah, I like this one because it perfectly captures the entertainment frenzy that we still see today with celebrities like the Kardashians and Britney Spears, where a certain certain image is sculpted and then upheld by agents and publicists to keep sales and interest up. The song shows how ridiculous some of these types of spins are. Uh, And it's really satirical of the whole concept of the media. Because I mean, and the orchestra is so funny because it, it's it's got this whole news theme, and then you got this lyrical patriotism flowing from Albert and Rosie okay. uh, to confuse the media, and then the fans and uh, and the fans. It's it's like it's like what politicians do today, where they side talk out of their mouths. The rhetoric, saying, it's the rhetoric, and trying to hide what they don't want to talk about, like the fact that you have the the the, the Sweet Apple Girls. Like every time Albert gets into trouble. What's Rosie say? She says, "Sing," and all, and then these girls start chiming with the "We love you, Conrad. Oh, yes, we do." To like to wave the hand, distract the media. um But even if even if you listen to it, da, da,
2: da, 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 yeah, it's got it's got it the American that very American. yes
0: Conrad. Yeah. it's very patriotic. It's extremely patriotic. Right? Right. I mean the song just works for me on so many levels because there's got the fact you got the fact that they even wrote it where Albert goes down one side of the stage to talk about Conrad's version backstory there, and then you have Rosie doing the exact same thing, and the two groups again completely different stories. And so Rosie says
3: He was born in Indochina. He was born in Old Virginia, son of missionaries there on a
4: thousand acre farm. Very poor. From the line
3: of wealthy platters From a life to bear
4: southern charm
3: Soon he drifted down, down, In the evening dumb, by the river To the waterfront saloon In the
4: moonlight he would cruise That is
3: where I heard him singing That's where Conrad
4: started singing
3: Underneath the Hong plantation
0: It's just completely <laughs> like different narratives. But what would happen is one version of media takes that story and spins it. The other media takes it, and I mean that's what we see all the time in news. That oh yeah, well it's about the to, spin. It's all about the spin. No it, one,
2: fact, no one goes back and goes. Oh, these are very different. They yeah, go, I got the exclusive. No, I got right.
0: This. It's like it's, but Strauss and Lee are so smart because
1: yeah, this really was are. happening
0: in the 1950s with Elvis and in the media back then and it's still happening today. I give full credit to Chris Jenner. She is a smart, savvy businesswoman who knows how to spin a story. Mm-hmm. Like like she is so quick to fix things for that family and get the right story out. Like the minute Kanye and Kim's divorce was getting heated, what yeah. happens? A birth announcement for Kylie, right? Like it's spinning it all perfectly together to to create this so that's why i love this song because it's so deceptive where you as an audience get swept up in this moment and you're left going wait a minute what just happened
2: you're caught in the web yes and there's intricate intricate like little spinners yeah exactly exactly and we all fall
0: into the narrative because
2: it's a story because it's like dirty and we want to We want to be that, but we would never survive it.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. but see, that's well, the point. Like, that's it entirely. Is that's what this song captures. But it's perky and it's fun. Once again, this show is taking dark subject matter, mm-hmm. but totally spinning it in a way that is very palatable to audiences. But, but,
2: totally but Strauss is great right at that. Like Strauss is mm-hmm. so good at, at examining culture.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
2: even Annie, like the idea of. of You know. We like to thank you, Herbert Hoover. He's so smart. Like he's
1: really smart.
2: Tunes his tunes tunes get Americana. Yeah. And 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 the flaws within it. Nails. He nails. He nails it musically. Anyway. Yeah. All right. What's your number two? My number two is the telephone song.
0: almost made my list but I I, um, I I had to bump it off for two others i know it's predictable but sure. it's so every, smart
2: it's so smart and i just imagine doing it it's the kids have never changed no like, hannah will come home every day and go oh my god so-and-so's doing this and so and is doing that it's really exciting mm-hmm. and oh my god these two people are dating. Oh my god, this girl worked on top today. <laughs> it's like the most inconsequential, stupid things. And you're like, oh, the world is gonna have so much more meaning in about 10 years' time. For yeah. You. But as teenagers, the, it's so narcissistic. Mm-hmm. And he nails it. He nails yeah. it. This team nails it. Mm-hmm. And it's just little short clips. Have you heard about Hugo and Kim? G, it's I so like Alice. you want to kill them, but it's, it's too catchy. It is, it is, but it's perfect. Like, it's yeah. it, it is, it's the big deal. It's it is, it
0: well, up. it's you well, annoying. I mean, Hugo Peabody because... pinned Kim. That's huge. But, but I mean, God. I love the one, the one teen line, which is it won't last, Not at not all. at all. He's too thin, she's too tall. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then and then on top of that you have oh what's his name Harvey Johnson and then you also have Harvey Johnson Harvey <laughs> Johnson. And then, can I speak to Penelope? Penelope. Ann?
2: Is it Penelope Ann or Penelope
1: Sue? I can't remember
2: Penelope Anne. Penelope Anne.
0: Penelope Ann. Penelope Ann. Penelope Ann. <laughs> oh Harvey,
3: and Harvey. then on top of
0: that then you then you also have the other guys ragging on Hugo. The ah you Hugo? ah you stupid. What you wanna go get in for? Well, I heard he got him. Did you mean it? Well, it like just, it's just sets so up
2: every poppy. Like it's, it's a, and it also sets up every small town team stereotype. Yes, it totally like does. You do it right, but that's not. Oh, it's just so. But the overlaying the, of everything yeah. at oh. the end is brilliant. Really, it's brilliantly yeah. constructed. I it's love
0: awesome. that Vantha... The oh, what's what's the line? It leads into it, but musically, it's so great. It's it's super smart. It's just super smart,
2: and it nails it. It nails Mm. the myopic, narcissistic, Mm -hmm. laser-focused stupidity. Yeah, and I love teenagers. They also have a side that is way more complex than that. But this is the the gossip side, which is so prevalent in their lives Mm -hmm. and you can
0: see it happening on text it's the whole thing of you can really picture the whole text chain going today or the snapchats or whatever like it just it just builds and and i mean the fact and the fact that you got that like it's just you can feel the lol LOL. smiley smiley
2: smiley yeah
0: going steady going steady Go steady, go steady for good, go steady. Like it's just the ba da. The the news is churning, it's spreading, it's spreading, it's spreading all over town. Do-do-do-do. but it also Do-do-do-do-do. it parallels
2: with what Rosie and Albert are doing.
0: Totally. It's, like,
2: it's the it's the propaganda machine. Like it's huge. It propaganda. goes from one phone call to the next phone call. Yep. It's the web of gossip. It's the web yes. of story, it's the creative mm-hmm. story. And that's how we start the show. We get this, yeah. like, you know. This is the first big company number of the show. So good.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's so but good. It
2: shows yeah. how susceptible these people are to propaganda. It's kind of really? like Music Man. Like, yeah. what else are you going to do in a small town except gossip? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look it. I live in a small town. There's a lot of gossip.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the song right. also shows how Conrad is able to Get all the kids to follow him to the ice house, right? It shows that they're Absolutely. already susceptible to the Pied Piper guy of coming course. in and say, Follow because me to go. New. It's
2: yeah. new, it was a great idea to go to Sweet Apple
0: because
2: mm-hmm. they knew the mentality of these people, <laughs> they knew the small town mentality. Yeah. Because, There's something new in town, we're gonna go, yeah, because nothing exciting happens here,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, nothing.
0: Yeah. This
2: is new. It's exciting. At least they're brave enough to go try it. Yeah, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're going off to that ice house. But yeah, no telephone yeah. song is a great opening number to the show. Right. It's the first. It's kind of like um, what's the one from from Hairspray? Nicest the the the, the nicest kids. Nice in, town. To kids the in first town. that first song that kind of really na, 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 na. gives the I <laughs> get gets the show really moving because oh, until yeah. then you've had English teacher and you've had the chorus of We love you, Conrad. So two songs that are like they're good, but they're not going to really get the audience. No, 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 no. And this no, is a song no. that like gets audiences, like gets some hook line and sinker. Oh, for sure, for sure.
2: Yeah. Okay, what's your second one? Rosie. Oh, everything is rosy Rosie.
1: when I'm with my Rosie. Rosie
4: yeah. Now my life is rosy since I found my Rosie. With a girl like Rosie, how could I be blue? Hand in hand, we'll mosey, me and little Rosie. We will be so cozy by a
2: fire built for two. Yeah, I like this one. I like it. I I love 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 this
0: this song. It's such a beautiful, simple way to end a very big, raucous musical. That that it just captures the romance of these two characters and reminds the audience that this musical really is about a simple love story between two characters. That's right.
2: But it's also, it sets up them leaving to a simpler time. Music, it's so simple. There's nothing complex lex about this song nope
0: at all god no no i mean you i mean look at i mean you look at the lyrics it's everything is rosy since i found my rosy with a girl like Rosie, how could i be blue hand in yeah. hand will mosey me and little Rosie, little Rosie will be so cozy by a fire built for two oh i once heard a poem that goes a rose is a rose is a rose but I don't agree. Take it from me. There's only one rose sweeter than any that grows. And that's my rose. Like, how many times can we say rosy in this <laughs> show? In this one song, right? But it's also rosy is a, a beautiful color. Like, if Yeah. You're well, once again. Rosy, right? Yes. Yeah. Once again, people, like, what's the saying? People say, take off the rose-tinted glasses. Yeah, right? That's right. But, like, I mean, I mean the song also shows why Albert makes a good songwriter and future English teacher. Because he is so poetic and lyrical, and this yeah. song just fits Albert's character. It's so well written for his character, and, and it's, it's and it's sweet. And the song just is a it's 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 easy to see why it's become like a hit single. Yeah, and still oh, totally. fits in this piece. And I mean, compared to his other song, "Put on a Happy Face," I don't really like that one compared to this one. This one I find is much sweeter and it feels less forced compared to put on Happy face which feels like a forced single where it's like we need to have a hit song that's going to transcend the show it's like yeah. put on a happy face this one feels just natural it naturally it, 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 that, that song
2: happy. while he's convincing the kids he's also trying to convince himself
0: true true i like yes, that but one. rosie yeah rosie is young yeah, yeah. It, it's one of the few love songs that i do enjoy shocking I know.
1: Shocking. Okay.
0: So, what is number, your number three. three?
2: Are You're going to be surprised. Oh, I, okay. I'm interested. Because we share the number three song.
0: Kids, I don't know,
1: I what's, know what's wrong with these kids today. Kids. kids.
5: what the hell wrong with these kids today?
0: understand who can understand
2: anything they say no kid yes. like finishes a sentence anymore i know I, I have become
0: mr mcafee yes. i should play mr mcafee I i've always understand. wanted to play harry harry's harry's the role i've always wanted to play in bye bye birdie because it's just I, such a song that's timeless every generation goes through this with the next generation like i guarantee like my friend and i are already talking about this like he's a dad about to have uh, just told me he's about to have another kid bravo to them but Incredible. it's the whole thing of like talking about like what's this generation gonna be like like the fact that they've never experienced social things because of covid like what the hell is this generation gonna be like like what are we gonna do and it's the oh, thing goodness. of like oh my god my generation is already becoming the old generation that's like damn younger generation they just don't get it these kids days. kids who can so understand anything they say truthful like the generations just don't get each other. And they're so no. critical and try to force the younger generations to conform to their mindset. Well, and it's then-
2: also the older generation just forgets, right? Because yes. they get stuck in their ways and they're like,
0: mm-hmm. right?
2: Maybe we need to be a little bit more like kids, but we're afraid of what the implications of that might be.
0: Exactly. exactly. It's, hard
2: to, it's hard to allow
0: yourself to be messy when you're an adult. It's true. It's really, really hard. Exactly. And I mean, I also love the fact that you get a reprise of this song with the whole adult mob, which just furthers that mob mentality and really reflects the pushback adults are facing in the 1950s and 60s, -hmm. where their way of life is really being forced and changed by -hmm. this next generation. And the struggle that really took place in in that time period between the generations was really big yeah it's even bigger than what i would say is happening today with our generations but the world was shifting civil rights yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: you know feminism yeah women standing up like breaking through glass like this was the beginning of that mm-hmm. the war men going off to war and and yeah. music and and yeah it was a it was a really awesome yeah.
0: time for art yeah and I mean, I also really like. Yeah, yeah. I also, my last note is that I really like how this song is very classic Broadway, while the okay. rest of the score is much more rock, like classic rock sound. This song is very grassy and kind of. kids. It has a vaudeville
2: feel to it. it,
0: it has an old timey feeling to it. You know, it, it has has generational like, It right? it's like,
2: just shows that they're stuck.
0: Yeah. Stuck. They're stuck, stuck in a different time. And they keep
2: saying the same word. Kids. Kids. Yeah. It's like a record. A broken record.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. It's such a fascinating song. Yeah. That, once again, Strauss and Lee, they got a really timeless message into this piece. They're in this in the song. Yeah. They're smart. Very smart. Very smart. smart. So, okay. songs that you either skip or were cut. Autumn, what's your number one? I I don't know. I it's not my favorite musical anymore.
2: <laughs> I mean it was probably at one point when I was doing it. But I don't know. I'm it's I don't I'm really kind of impartial. I I'll I, tell you
0: mine. Yeah. I go. got a feeling you I got to feel you agree with me on this one. No probably. One boy. One,
3: boy, one steady boy. One boy to be with forever.
2: yeah one, by one yeah I just want to punch her in the
0: yeah yeah like for me like I don't like this song when it's Kim doing it because it feels so generic love ballady uh, but then you have Rosie's lines which are one day he will find out this is what life is all about will he ever see I need him and he needs me one guy one special guy One guy, uh, to live for, to care for, be there for one guy. That's the way it should be. So, like the I like the mature end of the song with Rosie at the end, where it's the mature love point of view. But the beginning part, I'm like, skip. So freaking. I just hate that it's
2: so reliant on women needing men. I just Mm -hmm. find like, and but that's the
0: 1950s mentality.
2: I know, I know, and I have to go back and remind myself that (laughs) it's the same with um. What did I ever see in him?
1: That's like, my other that's my number two.
2: It's like this moment of, of revelation. And then they're like, oh, we're loving anyway.
0: so I love him anyway. It's like That's my number oh. two choice, which is yeah. what did I ever see
3: in Do we need them? No, we don't. Do we want them? No, we don't. Will we leave them? No, we won't. Tell me what did I say that for? What did we ever see in them? How could we ever think that they were nice? Take it from us, we paid an awful price. It was rough from the start. Broken days, broken nails, broken heart. What did I ever see in
0: him? Because it's, because it's the typical angry, jaded woman's song. And it's so generic, and the lyrics reflect yeah. this. But it's so fast-paced, the melody, and frantic with the orchestra that that you totally miss the simplicity of this song that's like okay like this could be a really interesting soliloquy if directed properly but oftentimes it's just played on the one angry note and that's why i'm like okay boring but my number three yeah
2: yeah i yeah i think it i think it she needs to be stuck it needs to be a struggle yeah i mean kim i I think there's way too much
0: credit given to Kim. Yeah, Kim is is handled and directed. And I mean, that's where I get to my third pick, which is her big solo song in Act One, which is How Lovely to Be a Woman.
3: How lovely to be a woman The wait was well worthwhile How lovely to wear mascara and smile, a woman smile.
0: Because yeah. for me, I go, I'm with
2: you. I, I choose yours. I choose yours. You choose my list? Yeah, instead of just <laughs> a generic overall list. Yeah.
0: Well, for, me, for I go, me, I go, I mean, I may have lingering resentment for this song because when I played Randolph, I had to sit downstage in the dark, frozen in like a vignette as Kim's up in the bedroom. So I hated that because I was yeah. like, damn, how long is this bloody song that I have to sit here for? Um. And I couldn't move, so that was annoying. But the other reason I skip it is because I don't think I've ever seen this song performed right. It's, the song's always performed as cute. And what I think Strauss and Lee are going for is that it's giving Kim an edge.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a
0: rebellion. Rebellion maturity. Like this is Kim maturing and becoming more womanly, but it's always like, oh, how oh, lovely to be a woman. It's like, okay, this is really cutesy and not hitting. For me, right.
2: it's for me,
0: it's like a,
2: a I feel pretty moment. Right.
0: Which, once again, isn't done right a lot of the time. It's played as I feel pretty. Oh, so pretty. There's no depth, even though you could give it depth if directed properly. And
1: yeah, he's like, the Autumn he's a Smith teenager.
0: She's a teenager. And you know what? Teenagers
2: don't have a lot of depth. I mean, they do. We just never see it. No, because well, we don't access it.
1: they don't know who
2: they are yet so they're in that really gross Mm -hmm. narcissistic ugly place like she's performing what she thinks a woman should be so in that way it could be done very interestingly yeah like the amount of time sarah and i go through hannah's closet and help help her find the outfit that she's gonna Mm -hmm. wear right it's like yeah god i'm gonna throw on my sweatpants and do some work. <laughs> <You know? laughs> the, the priorities are so far away from mm-hmm.
0: each other. Right? Oh God, I, have to, I have to look at today. It's like, eh, But yeah, and that's exactly this whole song. Like She says, like, hallelujah, you're 15, the braces disappear, your skin is smooth and clear, and you have this happy grown-up uh, female feeling. How lovely to be a woman. The weight was well worthwhile. How lovely to wear mascara and smile a woman's smile. How lovely to have a figure that's round instead of flat. When you hear boys whistle, you're what they're whistling at. Oh, yes. Let's objectify the girl.
1: Great.
2: But once
0: again, but it's her. It's, it is objectifying, but it's also her character going. I, I, I made it through the awkward phase. I'm now getting the attention that I so want. From 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 the men, from 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 the opposite No, side. that
2: nineteen fifties. I need
0: men to adore me is so fucking boring. But I just so I think boring. I think it, I think this goes beyond just men noticing. I think it's just the world noticing that you've gone from the gawky teen to now maturing. I know, actually, but but what is the end goal, next- goal
2: in that? Is to find the man, to get the man, and to be married
0: and be the wife. True, but that's a 1950s three. Right? I mean she ends the musical engaged to Hugo. <laughs> I how boring again. Well boring. Maybe there's a sequel musical there. The life oh, there of Hugo is. and King. Back to Birdie. <laughs> bring back Birdie, you mean? That one. Back to We're, Birdie. That'll be season nine, Wait. everybody. After we do Lay Miz,
2: <laughs> we will do Bring no. Back Birdie. <laughs> no. No.
0: Never. <laughs> call up well there we go that's my three there do you have any others you want to add autumn to the list i'm sure most
2: of them but
0: okay. no we'll stay.
2: we'll stay at that okay stay at that
0: all right all right okay so autumn does this musical still have a place today should it be revived
1: i don't know
2: <laughs> i don't know it's so dated it's so dated I mean, there are there are things that sure you can do with it, but you can't play with it too much because the some of the music wouldn't make sense. Like some of the lyrics wouldn't make sense. Like if you're gonna contemporize it and set it, you know, during the digital age, you wouldn't be going like you're going steady and you've been pinned. People be like, Well, what
0: does that mean?
2: That's freaky.
0: Yeah, uh, but yeah, but you could do it modern arts, cause but it's the fact that like Yes, the world's modernizing, but the hometown old school mentality from older generations is still very much influencing the vocabulary and the choices of, of the youth of the day. It's not, though. This, there's been a radical
2: shift in the last 10 years with teenagers. True. And they have they feel entitled <laughs> to not listen. And it's a very different time. We're in a very different time. Yeah. And kids are finding their own identity much sooner. I say, go for it. Yeah. You know what? If you want to be an advocate for yourself earlier on in your, in your years. Yes. But there's also the respect has shifted. So it's not as relevant now. It's Mm. not like this. I find it, this musical dates itself. Whereas well, Annie doesn't as much. And um yeah, I, I think there are certain musicals that are very dated. This is one of them. Mm. I don't think it's I don't think it's as relevant as it could be.
1: Mm. Well, yeah.
2: Community theater should do it. I don't think it should be on Broadway. I don't think people should be paying $250 a ticket to see this. I don't think it's if you're going to do a musical that is is relevant, do hairspray. It's got this it's the same feel and
1: yeah.
2: I mean, look, these artists knew what they were doing at their time. Mm-hmm. And it's it, Strauss writes beautiful American music. He is yes. he is the god of the American musical. He writes mm-hmm. just really amazing like, between this, Annie, and Rags, they're all yeah. so different, but they all capture the essence of a very specific time and place. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's kind of a museum. This one's a museum piece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't think it should be revived on Broadway. I think it's fun. I think it's kitschy, but I think... But you know, who am I to judge? I why not? Like why not do it? Like we get to this section, I'm kind of like, well, why not do it? People like it. People will go. People will spend money on it. Make the money yeah. if you're going to make the money. But I don't think it has anything
0: important to say right now. See, for me, I wrote in big, in big letters. Yes, <laughs> it's still is a place that should be revived. This musical has timeless, a timeless quality to it, and messages and themes that are still very applicable today from albert and rosie wanting to escape the hustle and bustle busy life to settle down enjoy quiet stability to the topics of media celebrity worship generational changes and misunderstandings between them are still so such time timely and timeless messages that you can bring show. i mean yes it is a very dated show in the sense of it's very specific to its time like in fact, you have a song called Ed Sullivan is very, like, encapsulates its time. But I think the bigger messages and the bigger concepts that this musical is exploring are ones that you can still bring. And I mean, even if you do keep it set in the 50s and don't modernize the technology and have people tweeting at each other or singing over, the, over cell phones to each other,
1: hmm. the
0: concepts of, of, of the 1950s show, we haven't changed. Adults today are no. still singing about kids. We're still going through the celebrity worship of Conrad Birdie with Kim Kardashian and Britney Spears. I mean, save Britney and all this shit is it, it, still going on, right? Yeah, I like, suppose. Like it's that it's this message of, I guarantee, if I don't know, um, Justin Bieber came to Muskoka and did a concert, he would sell out, and the kids will follow him down the road to a, to a, to the local dock to party sure if you, if of no course spirit. they would
2: because people are obsessed with what they don't have
0: mm-hmm. that's exactly it and that's what this musical is i mean you also you can break it down to as story of a man breaking away from his mother how many people today are, sure. are how many people are still very much attached to their parent to a very uncomfortable <laughs> level <laughs> yeah but no i look i agree with yeah. you that i agree with you that it is dated like the whole conrad going and doing that isos thing is very statutory rapey and not like the best. me too the me too movement would never allow that like, oh absolutely not yeah right so how do
2: you how do you make it relevant for a modern audience that's the that's the thing Or you take some it, dramaturgical work you just make a, it a period piece and say this is what it is and you go yeah. for it well, I yeah, I think that's an interesting true. show. Like, if you said, Autumn, you could direct anything on the planet, Bye Bye Birdie would be very much probably at the bottom of my list. to be. At the I can see you doing this up, up, in up in Muskoka. I can see you doing Bye Bye Birdie up in Muskoka. Of about. course, because it's about a small town. Yeah. And relevant to a small town. I mean, it's a satire about a small town. Yeah. But it's also poking fun at small towns, and people are more complicated than that, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. there are a lot of stereotypes that are covered in this show. so. Mm -hmm. I think, I think there's, I think there's, there needs to be more perspective on this piece Mm -hmm. and if we're going to make it sellable to a 21st century audience, those perspectives need to come through. I just don't know how to do that. I don't know. You'd have to seriously alter the piece.
0: You'd have to do a lot of dramaturgical work to finesse Mm it. Boy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And some
0: rewriting. And some rewriting too. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. but
0: there we go that is bye bye birdie thank you all so much for listening stay tuned for autumn's next big hit single polish pierogi oh yeah tell me be hilarious
2: be like a forbidden broadway the yes. songs that we're supposed to be and never made it
0: yeah i love forbidden broadway it's great well i we'll people have, we'll, we'll have to do a review or, or do one of their shows because yeah they're funny
2: I, I want Polish Pierogue HBA for Brett and Broadway song now.
0: <laughs> Britain and Broadway, get on that. Please. But yeah, okay. So,
2: Autumn, where are people going to find and follow you? All the places Autumn DM Smith, Honest, Littlewood Smith, Timber Beast Productions.
0: And where can they All buy the tickets place. for the last five years? The Algonquin Theater in Huntsville, Ontario. Love it. Love it. I got my ticket. Awesome. Well, you also can follow our fantastic theme music composer, Mr. Brody Weld, the real life Albert Peterson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, at Father Flows This, you can listen to his latest album, *Locusts*. Found on Bandcamp, Apple Music, and all other listening platforms. And you all can right. find and follow me at Mackenzie Horner, where you can follow my antics with Cup of Hemlock, where we do artist reviews, artist interviews roundtable discussions, and don't forget to check out our Patreon page, where Autumn and I give all kinds of extra good content from top 10 lists. We, we, we can even do top 10 people who should play Conrad Birdie.
1: Because there's a
0: lot of great celebrities who I think could fit that role well.
1: Uh, okay. We like. also
0: do movie musical reviews. By the time you listen, you may, you may have already seen our live movie musical commentary of West Side Story, the 2021 version. If not, it's coming. Stay tuned. And until then, everybody, remember to put on a happy face. Gray skies are going to clear up. Put on a happy face. Brush off those clouds and cheer up. Exactly. Thanks, everybody. Bye!